are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Here we go. Yes, sir. Back with you on a Tuesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Also in the Bureau is... Miss HQ, homecoming queen, Ole Miss grad, forward rebels and all that jazz. Hey, how you doing? That, hearing that song makes me think of going to football games with my parents and my grandparents <laughs> growing up and yeah. shake your pom-pom to the beat. Yeah. I would look up and make sure I was doing it right. Yeah. I'd look at my pop, who was a cheerleader in 1948 yeah. at Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Now he cheers from heaven. Yeah, Miss Pop. I, I sure miss him. I miss I hearing his voice, miss seeing him. He, he was one of those that, he whether he was or not, he always seemed happy to see me. <laughs> he, you know what I mean? He always made everybody around him feel mm-hmm. special. He sure did. He just had a gift for that. Hey, and so he's cheering from heaven. Mom. Yeah, my grandmother. Has who, a birthday. Yeah, yeah. She was, um, she met Pop at Ole Miss. We've talked about this before. She was Miss Ole Miss in 1948. Mm-hmm. And she is about to turn 96. Wow. And and look, I'm just telling and y'all. looks not a day over, <laughs> what, 60? I'm serious. <laughs> no, she looks amazing. Here's the thing. People, you'll hear people all the time say, Oh, well, she doesn't look, so-and-so doesn't look a day over or whatever. And, boy, uh, I'm just telling you, we're not saying it because no. we're hoping she hears us bragging on her. No. I, I, I'm i telling you, 96, we'll get in her car. Jumps in her Lincoln. Her Lincoln. Drive it from Houston, 45 miles or 40 miles to Tupelo, back and forth. I got to go to Belk at the mall. I need to run to the mall. Yeah. I need to pick up some bread at y'all's Kroger. I mean, she'll just run over. Yeah. Phone will ring. Annie, I'm in Tupelo if you want to get something to eat. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just beats anything I've ever seen in my life. She's pretty amazing. She is absolutely amazing. Um, hey, Beaver. Are you on? He's here. Hey, Annabeth. I'm hey, here. Hey, Beaver. Guess what today is? What's that? Today was Mary Liddy's due date 12 <laughs> years ago, yeah. but she came three weeks early. How about oh. that? <laughs> She's a July baby, and I just reminded Matt of that. And, of course, Beaver, there was no way you should have known this, but I just thought I'd bring it up because it just can't. It blows my mind. Yes. When school starts back, everybody's starting school. You know, that last week, this week, every it just, I think that the summers and the years go by a little bit more quickly. The older they get, people would tell us that. And I would say, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I looked and I was like, my word, Matt, her due date yep. was 12 years ago. Then I scrolled up. I really do Facebook just so I can look back at the memories. I think that, you know, it's almost like a scrapbook. Yep. I would never scrapbook. So this is like a scrapbook. And then 10 years ago, she was going to the two-year-old class. Now she's in the sixth grade. Yeah, Beaver, you I'm know sure how, people, like, on Facebook, your memories will pop up? Yeah, the memories. And uh, she showed me one. She said, look at this. And it was 10 years ago, she was going to two-year-old daycare, and she was posing, school at church. posing for a picture on the steps at the house or whatever. And you look at that, and you just go, man, 10 and, years doesn't seem like a long time, but. 
gosh. And she looks like Matt wearing a bow. <laughs> I mean, you scroll, you you can kind of go in on her face, and I'm like, Matt, that is you. With yeah, blue a baby. eyes and a bow. She was your yeah. twin. Yeah, as a baby. There's no question who she belonged to. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I didn't mean to stop all your football talk. I heard you oh, talking oh. about football or were conferences we? or something. Oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. We were. Uh, yeah, in sorry. fact, okay, you weren't here for this, Annabeth, but r- just before the break, Thibodeau called in. Had a really strong take. Thibodeau, yeah, I heard you talk to Thibodeau at the well, end. Well, it was what, he was what he was pointing out here. Okay, what he was pointing out. First of all, we talked earlier today about um, the, the Orioles announcer getting suspended for saying something that wasn't even like oh. egregious or whatever at all. Oh. And, and the point was the guy just told the truth. Like it's, he didn't do anything. All right. And you're, you've, you got a TV background, right? Yeah. You got to watch what you say. <clears throat> when, when they show a graphic, like you're doing an intro to something in this case, he's doing an intro to a ball game pregame. Okay. We're here. The game's going to start. They pop a graphic They up. cut a graphic, pop a graphic up on the screen. There's music in the background. He's saying what's on the graphic. That means it's pre-planned, right? Right. And more than likely, I don't know where this story's going, but more than likely, he didn't create that graphic. Somebody else did. The people, right. The producer. He, he didn't say one thing other than facts. Here's the record. They hadn't beaten this team in such and such amount of time. They're showing a graphic on the screen. Got suspended for that. The Orioles suspended me? him. They didn't like it. it was negative. I remember. I remember um, reading a graphic incorrectly one time. It was. A, I can't remember what it was. I don't, I don't. I don't remember. But I remember afterwards they were like, "You that is not right." And I said, yeah. "Play the tape back." <laughs> I read what y'all put on the screen. You know, when you're live like that, reading a prompter, you're reading a prompter and you're just looking at the prompter and you're reading it. Yeah. It's not like you can look down at your script is it the same is it different so ugh, i'm sorry yeah well thibodeau brought that up that's, and and actually michael k a guy in new york brought that up he said it's not like the guy made this up and they put a graphic on the screen it's pre-planned he said if you suspend him you got to suspend the whole crew anyway that's sad it is sad and all in the world he Who did was this? the orioles his, the orioles announcer his name's kevin brown all in the world he did was say something true that's 100 percent true they have suspended him for it uh, all right. So is there more point, to it? Yes. Is there more to it, though? Well, there has to be, first There's of all. got something. I thought there must have been an argument. Something. something. Or, or like beforehand, don't is, you do that. Or is this like a third strike situation? has or? to be. So nobody's reporting it, but there has to be. Okay, yeah. but, but Thibodeau's point was. Interesting. He said something totally true. People don't like it. Then he referenced Lane Kiffin at SEC Media Days. Yeah. He said, Lane Kiffin gets up there at Media Days. And straight up tells the truth. Oh, about all of it. He says, "We're." Ba- I mean, he's at the podium. He he's a, it's started. a mess. In it's the first mess. five minutes. It's a mess. This is a mess. It's a disaster. <laughs> One, we're basically a pro sport. Two, it's it's pay for play is what it is. This He points it all out. Well, right after that, Paul Feinbaum r- scurries over to his weird, you know, buddies at ESPN and does a stand-up and they all laugh and giggle and call Lane Kiffin a hypocrite and talk about how hypocritical he is because he tried to leave or thought about leaving to go to Auburn last year and all that. And I'm like, he has a contract. Coaches have contracts. This is exactly Lane's point. Kids don't. The coaches do. Anyway, anyway, he got ripped to shreds for that. There's a lot of talking heads that can't handle people that tell the truth. He told the truth. He told the truth. They didn't like it. Period. And the next thing he pointed out was something happened today. 
that I didn't know uh-uh. until Thibodeau told me. Yesterday, or in the last two days, Eli Drinkwitz, the coach at Missouri, post-fall practice press conference, they asked him, hey, coach, what do you think about all this realignment? Teams, you know, the Pac-12 died. He goes, well, and in his comments, basically, he said, did they ask the players what they thought about this? I mean, and the, you know, these players with families who went to these West Coast teams so their families could watch them play, and now they're in the Big Ten? How their families going to watch them play when they go to Pennsylvania? Wow. Or New Jersey? Wow. He says that. Lane Kiffin retweets it and is like, I 100% agree. The, you know, and Lane Kiffin even said, when you start saying these kids shouldn't be chasing the money, these schools are doing it. And the conferences are apparently doing Wait, it. Wait, Kiffin said that? Kiffin said that. Peter Burns, SEC Network, he's an ESPN TV guy. Thibodeau points it out, tweets this today. Quote, starting to get tired of hearing from multimillionaire college football coaches complain about conference realignment, especially when it comes to, quote, did we ask the kids? Unless they asked each kid they recruited and coached before they jumped to their next job, they did the exact same thing. Oh, my goodness. Now, oh my goodness! How dumb of a take is that? First of all, a coach leaving does not mean the parents of the kids now have to go wherever that coach is. Mm. The whole point here of asking the kids was, you, you know, there are a bunch of them who commit to a school or go to a school because right. of its proximity. proximity to home. Right. That's right. The coach leaving got nothing to do with proximity to home and their family. Nobody cares about that. Secondly. The coaches have contracts. The schools had them, too. The players don't. Mm. That's the whole point of a lot of this. What a dumb take. And then the idea. Not very smart. Not very smart. It's not very smart. Then the idea that the coaches can't comment on this because they are millionaires. Now, now explain that to me. Hmm. And look. Far be it from me to take up for millionaires just because they're millionaires. Farthest thing for I am not in that group. <laughs> I, will but vouch, the, I will vouch for that. But the point is, the point is, so what if they're millionaire college football coaches? They happen to be right about this. They happen to have told the truth. You have players on teams, not just the football team, the volleyball team, the baseball. There are players on those baseball teams on the West Coast <laughs> who are now in the Big Ten. Who they're paying their way through school because yep. they don't get full scholarships. What about their families watching them play when they have a f- March baseball game in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. in Ohio? You know, so that's the whole point. So these coaches are 100% correct. And then here we get a thing. One, I'm tired of hearing them from because they're millionaire college football coaches. I cannot believe someone said that. Number two, he says, unless these coaches – Asked every kid they recruited before they jumped to the next job, they did the same thing as the conference. No, they didn't. Mm. No, they didn't. The conferences are picking up, and whether it's against the will or with their blessing or not, at no choice to the student-athlete or their families, the conferences are picking them up and moving them into a different association, and now their travel is totally different if they continue to play at that school. That is nothing similar to what these coaches do if they take a job. The coaches are not taking the players with them. It has no effect on the player other than who they listen to in the meeting. The end. 
How can that even be comparable? It's not. And then you tweet that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I and Peter has been nice to me, and I've been nice to him. Dumb take. I'm sure I've had them. Point them out. Some people have. Gosh. Bad one right there. That's bad. But here's the thing about it. The problem is you only hear that sort of approach to this stuff from the TV side or the conference side. It's the only place you hear it. Well, there's reasons behind that. I think we can must all be. see, right? There must be. Gosh. It's, it's really deep today. Yeah. You want to lighten it up? Well, I did find that little Debbie. Did I send it to Oh, you, you did. I did sent I send it to Beaver. It to Beaver? I, I don't know what it was. I didn't even read through it. It might have been a joke. <laughs> no, it's real. But I think there's a theme park, and I want you and Beaver to go because they have giant oatmeal cream pies, and <laughs> all, you can play at Absolutely. this theme park. It says it's Little Debbie themed. Hey, Beaver, you there? All right, let's see. Little Debbie. Here it is. I sent it to Beaver. It says Little something. Debbie Park yeah. near Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was in the South. Okay. Only in the South. Right? <laughs> yeah. Everything there, like, it's everything's a giant Little Debbie thing designed I mean, after it. I don't it, even know who designed this. I don't know if it's sponsored by Little <laughs> Debbie or if some crazy person has put this thing out. I just thought it was funny. I'm going to try to figure out a way to share this. By no <clears> means are we endorsing it. I just thought it. This is hilarious. Yeah. There's a, I mean, in everything you can think of. How do you share a real? Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not sure you should share it until we watch it, Matt. Well, I've watched it over and over again. I'm watching it right now. Oh, okay. Okay, and I already watched it. And I sent. I it to saw Beaver. the Christmas tree cake, and I thought of Beaver. <laughs> like, there's a playground, and everything on it is like a giant yeah. brownie, yes. and a giant <clears throat> nutty buddy, all and, the stuff, yeah. You know, there's this one thing you can jump on. It's like a giant oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's really neat. It says that it is located near Chattanooga. It's just outside of Chattanooga. That'll lighten it up. There you go. Okay. And Beaver t uh, texted me back, and he said, I got to see that giant Christmas tree cake. Right. And I said, road trip. He needs his picture by it. Well, look, he can come stay with us, and it's not that far from here to Chattanooga. It's really not that far, is it? It's a, well, it's an easy trip, too. Well, there you go. We got to see that. Yeah. B, you there? Where is he? He's gone. He mm. might be eating a little Debbie. Well, he, he may be taking care of business. TCB. TCB. We, he and I talked before the show. We said that uh, RTR, even though it stands for Roll Tide Roll, yeah. we're going to change it. It's going to stand for Ready to Roll. Ready to Roll? I'm sure it's copyrighted. RTR and TCB. Ready to Roll and Taking Care of Business. I don't think you better say RTR, Matt. Just, <laughs> it's pretty well branded for Alabama. I mean, TCB, it really is. just in that Elvis. Just, uh, let's just use TCB. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did see that. Here's the other thing. All right. Let me read a couple of texts here on the country, please. And text. If you want to text the show, you can. It's a 601 number. It is 885-3776. 601 number. 885-3776. Um, Blitz said, my oldest child's due date, which turned into an inducement date, was the day Katrina hit. Oh, my word. Said, needless to say, we had to reschedule. Think about that. Oh, my. And I got to hear that story because if it was. So you rescheduled the the C-section. All I can think of is the mom. Or, or the inducement of labor. You, you reschedule yeah. that. Yeah. But if you do it because Katrina hit, when did you get to do it? Where'd you go? And where? Yeah. I wish I'd kind of go somewhere else. Uh 
St. Louis Vic text the show and says, I love those family stories. Okay, Matt, <laughs> your, your state, the homecoming queen is Ole Miss. So we all split the difference and Mary Lady will go to Southern. Yeah. And then he signed it, LOL. <laughs> Look. I don't care where it is as long as it's on scholarship. Yeah, Matt keeps saying she just needs to get a scholarship. People used to go, hey, Matt, would you ever let your daughter go to Ole Miss? And I would say, yes, on scholarship. Yeah. I mean, I'm not writing a check to them under any circumstance, but I would let her go. But he will write a check to Mississippi State. He'd be okay with that. Yeah. She likes maroon. She does. She's just, and I think, you know, she's been But she also likes Ole Miss. She, you know, she's good. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Only the Lord knows. Only the Lord knows. Who well, are we to decide? All kidding aside all, on that, I mean, we, life has taught us and is continuing to teach us um, that trusting the Lord with certainly long-term plans, but even short-term plans, is absolutely the best way to go. Learning to cast your cares on Him because, frankly, um, you know, like he knows our hearts. He's going to work it out. He's going to work it out. The way that it needs to. What is that verse I told you about the other day? I can't remember. Was it Psalms or Proverbs? Something about you make the plans, but the Lord directs your steps. Yeah, I just, man. I just butchered that. But it's something about how we try to make these plans, but the right. Lord is who. Right. So we'll see where he allows Mary Liddy to yeah. step. Yeah. The the colloquial, colloquial version of that is... I think I've heard it before is, you know, you want to make the Lord laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah, there you go. And it is true. And and so. And my mom, when we got engaged, people said, oh, oh, and he's Mississippi State and y'all are all missing. He's, she'd just say, yeah, the Lord has a sense of humor. Because <laughs> it works out, doesn't it? There's no doubt that he does. Has a sense of humor. I mean, just look at me. Oh, he's yeah. got a sense. <laughs> uh, Will says on YouTube, what if she goes to Auburn or Alabama, Matt? Again, I, you know. Scholarship, pay for it. Fine, let's go. I'll drive over there. Not writing checks to either one, but if they want to bring us in, come on. I'm taking R offers. RTR, Matt. Ready to roll. <laughs> uh, Denzel says, the next time I see you, Matt, I need to tell you the story of how one of my good friends almost had the opportunity to be your daughter's babysitter back in the what? day. What? Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Oh, my goodness. I need to know. Oh, my goodness. Babysitters are some of the most important people in the world. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, more Bully uh -oh. uh, says, on the eighth day, the Lord decided Mary Liddy will go to state. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Maybe great. so. That Maybe so. Great. I have to wait and see. That's hilarious. Uh, somebody texted and said, y'all are talking about little Debbie's while I'm eating carrots trying to be healthy. I Thanks. know. We all are trying. but yeah, I, I can't eat carrots unless they're cooked. No, I love carrots. I can't handle a raw It is carrot. one of the only vegetables I just love. I can just eat, eat, eat them. <laughs> love them. Yeah, I, like, I just can't do it. I like little ranch dressing. Hey. Cucumbers, mm, carrots. Daniel in Madison says, just moved my oldest daughter into Magnolia Hall at Mississippi State. Oh. College is crazy expensive, he says. Oh, and listen, we've discussed this before. I am completely obsessed with looking at all the dorm rooms. Oh, I'm sure he could <laughs> oh, attest to it. They are gorgeous. I mean, I thought when I went a million years ago, it was a big deal because we had Ralph Lauren matching, you know, bedspreads mm -hmm. and had good stuff on the wall and everything was cute. We had curtains and yeah. no, no, <laughs> it is, it is a big business now. It's, These dorm rooms are gorgeous. Yeah. I don't look I, forward to it. Well, you should. 
It's going to be fun. I, I don't look forward to the cost. I, I can say that, you know. I can't even think about it. Um, I got to hand it to Sven. He says, we forgot the most important thing, Matt. How about a little sonic boom? Uh-oh. There you it's go. been a while. And this time of year, it's time to start playing a little sonic boom. Yeah, it just really makes you feel better. About it does. Annie, what I tell people is, in Jackson, if you're listening, roll, roll your, your windows window down, down. See if anybody looks at you. They are one of a kind. The sonic boom. Thanks for the reminder, Sven. Hey, Daniel uh, in Madison sent me some pictures here. Oh, I bet it's the dorm room. You know what it looks They're like? They're exquisite. Well, all of them. It looks like out in the hallway, just before the they were to move all the stuff into the room. Passed out. <laughs> I mean, that's the, what it looks like. There needs to be. Listen, HGTV. You know, I love a lot of their things and Fixer Upper. I love all of those shows. There needs to be someone's got to do these dorm room before and yeah. after because yeah. it is unbelievable. Well, and it'll become a competition, right? Because that's what that's what mamas and daddies do. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, especially in the deep south. Oh, yeah, hey, it's what yeah. mamas and daddies do. Hey, look what so and so got. No, hey. our our little darling is not going to be outdone. <laughs> hey, uh-uh. A buddy of my hey, a buddy that's of mine great. texts me the other day. Oh yeah, that's right. And he they got they have a son that they just moved in to the dorm. Or, or there at state. And he hey, said, even the guys' dorm rooms are really great too. He said, "I told my wife, can we just stop all this and spending this money? He wears the same clothes every day. <laughs> no. Why are we doing this Gotta for him? Keep up, gotta keep up. <laughs> even in the dorms. All right. And so, Daniel, I'm going to show these pictures to uh, Anna Beth during the break, and we'll be right back after this. Stick around. All right, so one of the things that comes back with football is tailgating. Right. And Something you know nothing about. I don't know anything about it. I hadn't gotten to really do it. Uh, sort of understand it. I mean, it's eating. See, that's my, you know. The, that's all you know about it. You don't know about all that goes into setting all of it up. Right. You've never been a part of it. Right. I grew up helping my dad tailgate put the tents up in the grove it's a process now you hire people to do that it's all uh, a big money thing now what was it that i forget who it was Saban or somebody one of the coaches talked about you know it's process you got to be process oriented not outcome oriented (laughs) and and that you know one of the beauties in life and sports it's the journey you know enjoying the journey and not just always being obsessed with you know, the end result or the outcome, right? The process in between. And the people who really get into and do a good job of tailgating and understand it and enjoy it, they get that. That they it's really it. as much about the process as it is anything else. My dad else. loved it. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't do it anymore in Oxford, but we did it forever. Yeah. And it was always a lot of fun. And we had families that we would tailgate with. And I know people do that all over the southeast, um, all over the country. But I think the south does it the best. Yeah. I, I told you I found an article. It's it's a little older, but it ranked all the different tailgating yeah. spots. And it was Ole Miss and South Carolina and LSU. It had a lot of Southern SEC people in it. Yeah. For the record. Tennessee. For Tennessee. the record, for me, it's like I just want the result. I don't want the process. No, you don't. You know, whether it's cooking. I don't mind cooking, but the you only reason. You enjoy that part of it. Right. The only reason I do it is to get the food. Right. 
uh, grilling out. I, there's nothing romantic to me standing in front of a grill. Get the hamburger on my plate. Put it on there. And let's eat and then move on to something <clears> else. <throat> so that's why I Some am, people like the process. That's right. That's why I'm exclu- I am excluded cooking. from the the conversation Fla- however flower arrangements i used to love to help do all the flower arrangements and the tablecloths you just either love it or you don't and yeah. plus matt in your defense you didn't grow up doing that no no and then you went to college and went you were with a team and went out and played you weren't yeah. your college years were not full of going with so-and-so to see the people from here and there and hey come meet my family in the grove you no, didn't, do, didn't that. do that so mm-hmm. We in were your, either in your defense. We were either in the boat fishing on Saturdays during football season. Growing or, up, and then you went to school and you were and played. Yeah, you yeah. played. Or we dove hunted, you know, because dove season would open up in September, and so we'd either be on a dove field or in the boat. In either case, we listened to the games on the radio. Of course, right. we were in Alabama, so we'd either pick up like the Alabama game or the Auburn game on the radio, depending on who was playing that time of day. And I, and I will say at the, you know, at our Grove tents, we would always have a radio playing, uh-huh. listen to yeah, you know, whatever game's going on and listening to the pregame stuff or right. Ole Miss. Right. I'm sure everybody. Now you said that. that list, best tailgates and it listed all, this well, was 24 seven sports. Yeah. And this was a while. I, this was, this might've been two years ago. Okay. But it had Ole Miss one, but it had South Carolina number it had two. South Carolina number two. That's interesting um, to me. Um, let's say tents, food, pickup truck stock. Let's see, tailgating fashion. Okay. It talks about abandoned cabooses right. on an old train track yes. nearby the stadium. So and here's they, the deal. It's not on the that. campus of the university. <clears throat> it's oh. that state, uh, Williams Bryce stadium, which let me just say in terms of a stadium, an atmosphere, beautiful. It's very underrated at South Carolina. Okay. It's great. Yeah, but it's removed from campus, and it is. I, so it's, it's not at the heart of the campus. No, it's like a fairgrounds or something oh, almost. Okay. Right. So they they are tailgating all around the stadium, and they do have like old cabooses or whatever. I don't know whatever you call that. But I was just surprised you you can never find someone that you know identifies South Carolina you know tailgating. And then it says Tennessee, and then there's yeah. LSU. Then it moved on to Washington. Huskies, Oklahoma. Right. You know, I get really uninterested in things <laughs> when it's not the SEC. It's that far away. But it does have Clemson on there. I'm still pulling for them to be in the SEC. So. Yeah. Anyway. Clemson or Clemson? Clemson. Clemson. There's no P. <laughs> they do not spell Clemson <laughs> with a P. Yeah. <clears throat> Who'd y'all play this week? Clemson. Clemp. Clemson, <laughs> according to Matt. That's like, um, <clears throat> that's like people saying Auburn. Or uh, Auburn. Ar- I've heard Arburn? people put the R in front of the B. Uh, the B. Oh, no. Uh, Auburn. Well, you're from Alabama. And I've heard Auburn. When I was a kid, people, you know, you'd ever have a kid who would say Auburn. Oh, and they have to learn that it's Auburn. No. Hey, you weren't here for this. Yeah. They announced today uh, on the official, like, Auburn website, this year, the new oak trees at Toomer's Corner are finally mature and healthy enough they can start rolling with toilet paper again. Oh, after all that poisoning yes. and stuff, that was terrible. Uh, that terrible. Yes, I forgot about it until you just said that. Harvey Updike poisoned them, was, killed them. It was awful. They have grown some new ones. And let's just say, whether you're an Auburn fan or you're not, when I went there, I was working for a, a football magazine years ago, and we handed out thousands of these this magazine when it first came out. And my dad went with me. There were several of us. 
And the only thing I wanted to do was go eat downtown at the restaurants right there and see Tumor's Corner. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe somebody killed those trees. <laughs> they sure did. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Here's a question. You know, the guy um, who did that, Harvey Updike. Yeah, what happened to him? He's, he's passed away sometime in the last couple of years. He was in big trouble. Was and he then an older guy? He was. And he had all kinds of fines that he couldn't pay because of that. It became a big illegal issue. Oh, no. um, and, and he passed away sometime in the last couple of years. So here's my question. Are you more heartbroken about the trees dying or about him dying? I'm kidding. That is a terrible <laughs> question. I, mean, I wish people could have seen the way I just looked at you. <laughs> I wish they could have seen your face. You went, oh, I cannot believe he asked me to answer that. Rude. No, hey, no here's comment. A, hey, Auburn fans. No comment. Let me, let me pose that question to the Auburn fans. Don't answer this out loud. Okay, but challenge yourself and be honest with yourself. You more torn up about those trees or about him passing away? Matt, move on. All right. <clears throat> Moving it on. Move on. More Bully is on the Divinity uh -oh. Equipment phone line. Uh -oh. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. In fact, means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else right here at home at Divinity. More Bully. Thanks for calling. What's up? What's going on, Matt? Hey, more bully. Hello. I'm a queen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, y'all are uh, bringing up some football memories. Now, we didn't tailgate growing up. And didn't? I, my whole experiences of college football were at Veteran Stadium in Jackson. Oh, and yeah. I would remember, Yeah. you know, we the, the state fair was here, is here in October. And one of my favorite things growing up was going to the fair early and catching the late afternoon game. But that was the only time we got to do something before the game. Besides, um, we got to sell programs, like oh, game day programs, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a kid. And uh, our pay for it was getting in the getting in the game for free. Oh, that's great. And we just thought that was the best thing. We sat on the berm before they uh, expanded it. And uh, it seemed like it wasn't as hot back then as it is <laughs> later in the year these days. Yeah. I, can rem I can remember going to but, games in Jackson. Hey, I more can bully. going to those games. I loved that. As more a bully, when you yeah. sold the programs, how did you how did you bark it? Like, what was your cadence when you barked? Did you say, program? <laughs> How'd you do it? Hey. How, I want to hear it. I have a, I, I have a professional job, okay? okay. Right. <laughs> and somewhat of a decent reputation <laughs> to protect. Not much, but just it's, it's a decent one. Okay. So I'm just going to sit right here and just ignore that question. <laughs> How about that? It's there okay. It's fine. okay to okay, right, ignore it. Give me a call under center. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, okay. Sit. Go! <laughs> Hey, my That's senior my senior year my senior year of high school, we had one snap count the whole year. It was sit go, <laughs> and uh, it, we didn't we didn't venture out too much. We'd had too many guys that would jump off sides. And in college, it got much more complicated because you had color and number. And that's how we could call a play at the line of scrimmage is we had codes. And so some plays, I could at the line of scrimmage, you know, how we're lined up, I could say. Uh, you'd tell the offensive line, you would check, you go, easy, easy. And that's how your offensive line knew, oh, he's checking. And then I might go, you know, Brown, 80, 
Brown eighty, and it would that would tell everybody what play we're running, and before we do it. But since you check that way when you're checking to an actual play, then you always use a dummy call so that they can't get onto it. So, oh, okay. so even when you're not checking, you still go color number. And my go tos were blue eighty eight, red eighteen. <laughs> uh, let's see, like I would say red ninety sometimes, and then I would. I would try to stay away from 20s and 30s because a lot of our checks had 20s and 30s in it, and I didn't want to confuse anybody. Matt, were you saying red 18 because you secretly loved Arch- red 18. Archie Manning? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Red 18. <laughs> hey, homecoming queen, I want to tell you something. Yes. Um, recently, like in the last four years, we, uh, we went and got some fresh carrots, like, you know, in the produce section. Yes. With the top still on. Don't tell me that they were bad. Have you ever eaten the tops? No. Oh, my gosh. You talk about a, just an incredible carrot taste. That's really? gross. That's wait. Wait, really? Oh, no. It's so good. Do you yes, cook, do you cook it first? No, no, you don't have to. You can. Yeah, well, I, I only eat carrots that are cooked oh. first. Now, Annabeth likes the raw carrots and dip them in stuff. But check, Hey, check your teeth after you eat those tops. <laughs> No. <laughs> Look in the mirror before you go into a meeting. That's yeah. a good point. Hey, man, you got something in your uh, teeth right there. Maybe if we have something in our teeth, we'll start going, hey, red 18, red 18. Yeah, red 18. Red 18. That'll be our sign from now on. Sit, go. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap things up with you next here in the Bureau. I'm Matt. Homecoming Queen's got to go. You just have to have me and Beaver. Let's see how many of y'all stick around. Stay with me. <laughs> it's go time. Let's go. With a Matt Lyons show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Back with you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Get your text on in here. Country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage. I'm on some jalapeno and cheddar right now. Text me at 885-3776. MSU1980 Texas show said, Matt, to put today's college cost in perspective. Way back in the day when I went to state, my freshman year, my tuition was $235. My dump of a dorm was $160 per semester. And I remember reading that the head football coach made $60,000. MSU 1980, when I was in school in the late 90s, as a matter of fact, y'all can look this up. It's probably a matter of public record. But the year that Coach Cheryl coached us to the, and it was exactly 25 years ago this fall, coached us to the Western Division Championship and into the SEC Championship game, Coach Cheryl was making $350,000 a year as the head coach at Mississippi State. True story. And that wasn't that long ago. We're about to have our 25th anniversary coming up. Yep. Matter of fact, for those on the live stream, we were wearing that helmet. That's the actual helmet. And that was the logo from 25 years ago. You might want to remember that. Take yourself a screenshot. Uh... B.W. just texted the show, and he says, just figured out a couple of months ago who your wife was. I grew up in Houston, 
And Miss Smith was my school teacher, started my career in the insurance business with Mr. Bill and David. Met her when she was a little girl. When Winky and Debbie, Debbie visited, Mr. Bill made everyone feel special. That's from BW. Thank you for sending that. 100% agree. That's it. That's what I said about Pop. I, I just, I, you know, I miss him. I miss seeing him. And uh, it didn't matter what was going on. He always made me feel like he was really glad to see me. And I wish I had that same effect on other people uh, as he had on me. Uh, Rebel Mike, man, you eating good. I don't know where that came from. Let's see. Oh, let's see here. He's headed up 49 North at Cooper's Country Pleasing Meat Packers. Pork chop, ribs, and brisket. Look at that. Bring me some. <laughs> What's the guy on the internet say? Give me some. <laughs> um, Tiger David said, LSU, this is our year. Hey, maybe it is. Everybody's undervaluing LSU this year, I think. They certainly are, don't pick you to win anything, do they? Speaking of, I thought this was interesting. You know how uh, the NFL does that top 100 players list? By the way, Chris Jones from Mississippi State was number 10, the leader of SAC Nation. Doesn't have a contract yet or an extension or whatever it is. Uh, oh, by the way, that's how that works, folks. That's how it works in the real world. Contracts, terms for, the, for one side, terms for the other. That's how it works. Except college football contracts, but the uh, the NFL's top 100 players list, the most players in the top 100 by school. Number one was Alabama; they had 12 in there in the top 100. Number two was Ohio State; they had seven in the top 100. Two schools tied with five each. That's Clemson and Oklahoma. And then two schools tied with four players each in the top 100 in the NFL, Florida State and Mississippi State. And then four schools rounding out the top 10 with three players each in the top 100 in, uh, players in the NFL, Boston College, Cal, Cincinnati, and LSU. How about that? Surprising that Georgia, surprising that as it is right now, Georgia does not have more than two former players in the list of the NFL's top 100 players right now. So I'm sure Chubb is one, but I guess they don't have another. Uh, at least right now. I, that's, or, or maybe they have one more, but they don't have three. Uh, you can see that over at Pro Football Focus College account on Twitter if you want to look at it. Pro Football Focus College. Will, yeah, Chris Jones, Prescott, probably what, Simmons and Cox? Oh, yeah, Slay, that's it. Slay's in there. He's one of the four. Darius Slay, the corner in Philadelphia, yeah, he's absolutely one of the four. And I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Simmons is in that top 100, too. So I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if uh, Fletcher Cox was in the, rated in the top 100 or not. But I, I thought Jeffrey was. I don't know. Might want to go uh, check it out and see. On the tailgating subject, I got a text here that said, um, my father used to have the best tailgating right across from the field house years ago. 
the Richard Red Motorhome Spot. It used to have coaches and players from the university along with the campus police. Hail State. Yeah, that's really neat. I know right where you're talking about, too. That's a good spot. Yeah, tailgating, it, it is a fascinating, just it is an awesome thing. You know, my, my personality really, my, my history, first of all, doesn't allow me, didn't allow me or didn't have me involved in it. But then my personality doesn't really cater to it, too. But, but what I do is I observe people doing it, and I just think it's the neatest thing. You just look around and go, isn't this, isn't this great? You know, and then somebody goes, hey, you want some chicken? Yeah. And then you walk away and eat it. But it is the coolest thing that people do it. I, the effort, too. I don't, have the, I don't have the guts to put the effort in that people put into it. But I guess without the effort, you don't get the rewards either, right? But it is such a neat thing. You know, you look around how people spend time together, and a lot of times it's regardless of the elements and putting food out and cooking food and spending time together. It is a neat thing. Um, but like I say, for me, my, my personal story on that is this. Uh, growing up, my mom and dad neither went to like big football school. They both went to Montevallo, a Division II school right outside of Birmingham. And uh, my dad played baseball there. My mom was a student. You know, she was studying to be a teacher. And anyway, so then growing up, it wasn't like there was this one campus with football games that we were trying to go back to. We didn't, we didn't go to Alabama and tailgate and watch games. We didn't go to Auburn tailgate and watch games. And so Really, I mean, all growing up, uh, many, many, many Saturdays of my entire childhood in the fall, we went to high school games on Friday night. And like from the time I was really small, around about oh, second grade or so, whatever age you are then, until I was about 13, 14 years old before we moved, we lived for six, seven years. I kind of my childhood in Russellville, Alabama, Northwest Alabama. Uh, that's where Chucky Mullins played. I got to watch him play in high school when I was a kid. And uh, it was a really a football town. Since then, they've kind of become a baseball school. They've won baseball championships. But back then, like everybody, anybody you saw, either at school or at work on Friday, you also saw them at the football game. Everybody went to the football games on Friday nights. And a lot of them away games, you'd go to those too. So we'd go to high school games on Friday and then – just about every Saturday, it was either in the boat, crappie fishing um, at those some of those lakes, Little Bear, Upper Bear, Cedar. Sometimes, you know, you go to the Tennessee River on Saturdays, or we go dove hunting somewhere. My dad had this one radio that he kept for years and years, battery-operated deal, pull the antenna up, fiddle around until you find a radio station carrying a ball game. And so my memories of college football growing up were listening to, you know, the Alabama broadcast or the Auburn broadcast in a boat or sitting there waiting for a dove to fly over. And, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't give anything for it. it. It was just, I mean, I can close my eyes and picture it. I could, if I could paint, which I kind of can, I just need to take the time to do it, I can close my eyes right now and draw and paint some of those scenes for you. And I guarantee you it'd be really accurate <laughs> as to what was actually going on. That's how 
That's how clear those memories are in my head. I remember very specifically sitting on the edge of a dove field in Vina, Alabama, outside of Red Bay, Alabama. It's extreme northwest Alabama, not far from Belmont, Mississippi. For those you know know where that is, Vina. And listening to, uh, this was about, I guess it would be 1990, listening to Brett Favre and Southern Miss beat Alabama on the radio. And again, you're in the state of Alabama, you can pick up two teams on the radio. It's either Alabama or Auburn. And I remember we are listening to this game. We weren't necessarily pulling for one or the other, but I remember Dad saying, Alabama's fixing to get beat. <laughs> They're fixing to lose this game. And the announcers for Alabama, now I think it was Eli Gold back then. It was Eli Gold back then. A guy named, um, oh, who was his color man? Can't remember now off the top of my head. They kept talking about this quarterback named Favre and how his name was spelled differently than the way you said it. He was lighting them up. <laughs> and, and Southern Miss was lighting them up and beat them. I remember it like it was yesterday, sitting on the edge of that dove field, listening to that on the radio. And then life kind of comes full circle. Is The way I consume games now, for the most part, is being involved with the radio. It's a really, really neat thing. Such an honor for me. All right, enough of that. That'll wrap it up for today. I'm out tomorrow. I'll be back with you on Thursday. Looking forward to that, and I'll see you then. For everybody here on the show, Beaver, myself, all of us in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, See you then. See you.